Today's story is Table for Two by Beautiful Nightmare, a.k.a. Charlie Blackmore, or other way around. Vice versa, you get the point. Enjoy. A man opens a large wooden door. A woman smiles at him as she walks into the restaurant. His hand quickly entwines with hers as they approach the tall counter in front of them. A young boy and girl both look at them with pleasant smiles. What can I help you with this evening? The boy politely inquired. Uh, We'd like a table for two, please, the man says. His wife tightly grips his hand as the young girl walks out from behind the counter, grabs a basket of rolls, and nods at them. Follow me, please. The couple trail behind her, their eyes widening at the beautiful mahogany booths lining the walls as she guides them further into the restaurant. The couple's eyes darted around the place, taking in the small yet elegant lighting hanging over tables while different animal heads hung above each booth to serve as a decorative item, which the man seemed to like quite a lot. The woman, however, seemed to be uneasy about the place. The waitress stops in front of a booth once they reach the back of the restaurant. She had placed them in the most secluded area that she could find. The couple slides into the booth, hands firmly pressing into the cushioning underneath their bottoms. My name is Beth, and uh, I'll be your waitress this evening. Can I get you folks started off with something to drink? Oh, we'll just have a couple of iced teas, thank you, the man says. Sure thing. I'll be back shortly with those drinks. She nods. The woman and man both glance around the surrounding area. The atmosphere felt friendly enough, and their waitress was so energetic and full of spunk. The couple takes their time flipping through a few pages of the menu, and after a long period of silence, decide on something that appeals to each of their tastes. The restaurant itself smelled of freshly cooked meat and baked bread. The aroma was strong enough to make their mouths water. The woman kept her hands in her lap, nervously twirling her thumbs around one another. She seemed bothered by something. Are you alright, sweetheart? The man asks. Um, I'm not sure, she quietly says. Something about this place doesn't seem right. What do you mean? It's just a restaurant. I know being in an unfamiliar place is difficult for you. You're right, Stephen. It's just a restaurant. It's probably my anxiety after... How about we just enjoy our time together as much as we can? We don't get very many date nights anymore. Stephen sincerely smiled at her. The woman slowly nods her head in agreement, but she still seemed hesitant to make even the slightest movement. The waitress returns to their booth with drinks in hand. The glasses clink against the wooden table as she begins to take their food order. Stephen pays no mind to the attractive young girl. His attention is focused solely on the beautiful woman sitting across from him. The waitress finishes taking their order and hurries away from the booth, a devilish grin spreading across her lips. Stephen's lips curl into a frown upon noticing how strange his wife is acting. Her gaze would not meet his when he called her name. Her lips pursed into a tight line and her chest was rapidly rising and falling. He reaches his arms across the table. The tips of his fingers lightly touch her cheek. 
Hey, I know being in an unfamiliar place scares you, Clementine, but you need to take a deep breath and try to calm yourself down. My, uh, <clears throat> my anxiety is, trust me, honey, everything is going to be okay. He reassures her, everything is going to be okay. Clementine repeats, everything is going to be okay. Stephen gently runs his fingertips along her cheeks for several moments, until he notices the waitress carrying a heavy-looking tray toward them. She quickly bends down as she places the plates atop the table in front of the couple, and smiles as she turns around and heads toward another table. Stephen raises his eyebrow when seeing the other customers. He'd been so focused on comforting his wife that he must not have noticed them coming into their section. He shakes his head clear of any disturbing thoughts that may have entered his mind, and hastily digs into his delicious-smelling food, while Clementine pushes hers around on the plate with the metal fork. The meat on the plate does not look like any animal meat that she had ever seen. She reluctantly cuts off a small piece and takes a bite. It takes a few seconds for her to actually chew, but once she starts, she simply could not stop. It appeared that the food was normal, because soon she relaxes into the cushion of her seat and eats much like her husband. Whatever was making her feel on edge must have disappeared. She engages in conversation with her husband, and their laughter fills the air as the couple happily enjoys their meal together. The sound of metal hitting glass floats into the air, clashing with the soft music playing in the background as the couple places their silverware on the empty plates. Stephen takes his wife's hand in, just before his face contorts. He leans forward, groaning in discomfort, his grip tightening on hers. Clementine's eyes widen as his head lands on his plate, the fork prongs digging deep into the side of his face. She quickly pries her hand from his, slides out of the booth, and rushes to his side. Her hands violently shake him, However, her own body begins to sway from side to side. She reaches out for the table, but she falls to the floor, her head hitting the carpet with a soft thud. The other customers dining near them turn to look at the commotion. Their gazes are menacing and full of disgust. They resume what they were doing before being rudely interrupted. Two muscular men rush out of the kitchen at the exact moment the waitress hurries over to them, she kneels down and places her hand on Clementine's face, her lips curling into a sickening smile. Oh dear, they must not be feeling well. <laughs> she snickers. Quickly, they need to go to the back. Come on, help me get them into the kitchen, one of the men said. I apologize for the commotion, folks. Please continue enjoying your meals. The waitress loudly announces... The two men hoist Stephen and Clementine over their shoulders. They carry the couple past other customers who genuinely seem annoyed at the couple's audacity to ruin their time here. The men toss the limp bodies atop a pile of other ones as a man in a chef's jacket watches. He glares at them, causing the men to cower and hurry back to the sink where they had previously been. The chef effortlessly picks up Stephen's body, carries him over to a metal table, and slams him atop the preparation station. He grabs a meat cleaver from the wooden block. His hand tightly grips the cleaver's handle. He lifts his arm into the air when he notices Clementine slightly stirring. 
Her brown eyes slowly open and look around the room. Her eyes grow wider upon seeing him. The chef smiles down at her as he thrusts the cleaver's blade into the arm of her husband. The sound of bones cracking echoes throughout the kitchen. He pulls the piece away from the rest of Stephen's body. The expression that Clementine makes indicates that she wants to scream, but she is unable to do so due to whatever unknown substance that he had mixed into her food. The guttural laugh coming from his throat causes her to cringe in fear. The look in the chef's eyes was dastardly. He continues to cut off different pieces of Stephen's limbs. A smaller blade of knife glides underneath the skin and rips it. The skin lands on the floor around his feet while his hands work to pull out the veins and remove the bones from the pieces of meat he is preparing for any dish customers will order. His eyes occasionally glance at Clementine, his menacing look slowly turning into one of concern. She seems horrified by what he is doing. However, it's his job. Surely she would understand that. You have nothing to be afraid of. I don't plan on hurting you. He says, I mean, sure, you probably think I'm a heartless monster, but I'm a pretty nice guy. What do you mean you aren't going to hurt her? An angry voice questions. The chef glances over his right shoulder to see a woman standing there with her hands resting on her hips and her lips pulled back into a sneer. Eh, <laughs> I like her, he shrugs. You're going to kill her like the rest of them, the woman commands. No, he growls. I'm not. She's the only one who's actually survived. So? So think of how many customers she could bring in with a pretty face like that. Jeez, Tamara. Do I have to do all the work for you? Huh. Fine, you can keep her, she agrees. But I will personally gut you if she messes up. The woman quickly walks off, shaking her head at the event that just occurred. Ignore that asshole. She's just mad that she didn't see you first. I heard that! Tamara yells. That was the point. <laughs> he chuckles. I'm Nick, by the way. Kill me, Clementine weakly says. <laughs> no, no, Monchetti. You are one of us now. I don't. Please, don't think about running once that drug wears off. I really don't want to have to kill you. Okay. She willingly nods. Agreeing to stay in that awful place must have been a tough thing for her to do. She swallows the lump in her throat and attentively watches his every move. The thought of being cut into pieces like her husband, Stephen, must have sparked some sort of confidence in her. She doesn't seem afraid of this vile place anymore. Clementine silently watches in horror as Nick slices different sized portions of meat that he had taken from her husband. He dips them into different sized glass bowls full of liquid, all of which must be what he uses to marinate it before tossing them into a skillet and allowing his sous chef to cook it. His co-workers try to get him to leave the prep station since his skill is needed elsewhere, yet he refuses to let the beautiful girl sitting on the floor out of his sight. It appears that he is honestly concerned for her safety. The sun begins to set over the horizon, 
When Clementine starts to regain her strength, her face is drained of all color. She looks like she's going to be sick. However, she is able to hold back the vomit and take hold of Nick's hand when he offers it to her. He helps her up from the floor, taking a whiff of her hair when it brushes his cheek. Nick guides her into the storage room, where he hands her a uniform that matches his own. The door of the storage room opens a few moments later to reveal Clementine in the uniform. Nick smiles in satisfaction as he takes hold of her hand and guides her into the kitchen once more. Surely you know how to cook, right? Yes, she nods. Alright, that's good. Basically, your job is going to be as my trainee. I will teach you everything you need to know about this place. However, you're not permitted to tell anyone about it. Why not? We have a certain clientele. He clears his throat. Our customers have a very unique and specific taste for food. If ordinary people such as yourself stumble through those doors, well, you know the rest. Um, what do you mean by ordinary people? She inquires. You and I, we're not like the customers that we serve here. The only reason why I stay here is because I do enjoy the cooking aspect of my job. It took me five years to get accustomed to taking someone's life, but you'll adjust with time. Clementine nervously clears her throat. She seems uneasy about the entire situation. She knew something was wrong with this place from the moment she had stepped inside, but Stephen insisted that things would be alright. The recruitment into this restaurant, or whatever the hell this establishment actually was, seemingly scared her much like the fact that they cooked humans in order for other humans to cobble them down, like they were some sort of animal. Animals were meant to be eaten, not humans. This... this was unnatural. This clearly isn't your typical restaurant. No. This was a place created for specific people who desired the consumption of human flesh. The young couple hadn't planned on their date night turning out like this when they had made the decision to go into this particular place. Date nights are usually an exciting thing to look forward to once you're married. You go out to have dinner, maybe go see a movie, and then head home to finish out your night with a few drinks, fall asleep with your spouse. But it wasn't like that for Stephen and Clementine. Stephen met his fate because his body was not able to handle the substance his food had been laced with, much unlike his wife. Nick wasn't entirely sure how Clementine had survived the drug, but... He certainly didn't seem to mind, because now, now he had a muse, a purpose, a reason to continue his work. That, my friends, was once again Table for Two by the always fantastic Beautiful Nightmare slash Charlie Blackmore, however you want to refer to her. My confusion at the beginning is still a thing. I don't know if I should be saying Charlie Blackmore, a.k.a. Beautiful Nightmare, or vice versa. Guess it really doesn't matter. If I'm saying also known as, it's uh, technically correct either way. I don't know. Anyways, hopefully you guys enjoyed this story. This was a really good one, one I've been holding on to for a little while. Sorry. Um, 
really well written, really good, uh, even if slightly expected ending, still a really, really good way to wrap it all together. I absolutely love this, and and of course, in uh, classic Beautiful Nightmare style, the cannibalism aspect or the cutting up people aspect, I'm starting to be a little concerned for her, I'm starting to wonder what she does out there. You cutting up people out there? Is that what you're doing? That's cool. Anyway, if you guys did enjoy this story, please do consider joining Nevermore. To join the Nevermore, all you have to do is hit that subscribe button, bell icon next to it. That makes you part of the Nevermore. You can support the Nevermore by supporting me on any of my social media platforms or joining on Patreon or Coffee. All patrons get early access to videos and special stuff, trinkets, and merch for free, mind you. Well, for the monthly subscription, but, you know, free in a strange technical subscription-based sense. Anyway, uh, yeah, all this optional, but all of it is sincerely appreciated. Um, all of my patrons are loved. All of my subscribers are loved. You guys know that. I love you guys. That's all that matters. Anyway, um, yeah, I hope you all have a beautiful Sunday. It's almost over, but, you know, have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. Uh, have a wonderful monday tomorrow and have a good week uh i hope to see you guys in the next video uh but until then you know sleep well and stuff just sleep well yeah sleep well